Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Nothing to me says romance like looking for condoms in Hennessy. <laughs> She's the crazy one of the season. And the I drunk. Mean, he calls her naggy. His shirt's open like a Colombian drug lord. He does not like pizza. Can we talk about the big, wide, open fish mouth? He's like a walking success poster. Yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, this is the Bachelor Podcast. I'm Christine Lee with Katie Pilata. Hi, Katie. Hi. And Ryan Jones. Hey, Ryan. What up? So when the episode was on last night, I raced home after my son's baseball game. I was able to fast forward through a lot of the commercials. And on opposite the Bachelorette was the Home Run Derby. It was a tough and exciting night for television. Got to go. You went back and forth between the two. Yeah, so I'd watch about 20, <laughs> 25 minutes of one. And then once I got live, I'd flip over to the other one until I got live and... <laughs> Back and forth and finish the Home Run Derby live and Bachelorette on about a 10-minute delay. So Once pretty I good. Got, well, got to the one-on-one with Peter, I'm like, okay, now I can go to the because my family was coming home and I knew they would want to take over and watch the Home Run Derby. <laughs> but anyway, we found out who the final four guys are. Yes. And I don't think if, while you were watching the Home Run Derby, I don't think you missed too much substance in this episode. Well, it was fortunately recording on the DVR, so we know it's down to Brian, Eric, Dean, and Peter, our yes. final four guys, are going to the hometown dates. But the whole episode starts off in beautiful Geneva, Switzerland, the epicenter of the banking world, the place where every culture comes to do business. Beautiful scenery, Lake Geneva, the fountains, Breitling watches. I mean, <laughs> hashtag spawn. <laughs> oh my, I don't. I can't even wait to talk about the watches. But Katie, kick things off for us on how the whole episode. Begins. They found out that there were going to be three one-on-one dates and then one three-on-one date. No, no rose, rose ceremony. ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> no rose ceremony and everyone was just dreading that very small, intimate group date. Well, because you basically knew whoever got the one-on-ones probably was going to be safe and whoever was involved in that three-on-one was in big trouble. One of the one-on-ones, you know, maybe they wouldn't get a rose and they would get sent home and then only one person on the three-on-one would get sent home, but if you're having Highly a one-on-one on one at this at this point, you're pretty much locked in. Yeah, as long as you don't drool on yourself the whole time or something. This <laughs> or is, giggle. Which, well, I know Dean was on the line there. He almost did. It's pretty much if you got a, one of the one-on-ones, it's basically okay. Let's make sure you're not totally crazy. Probably not gonna kill me in my sleep. And or just dribble on yourself all the time. So Ryan connected the dots for me on the first date with Brian, where they go to the Breitling uh, headquarters store where the guy comes out with gloved hands and presents the, the watches, these, which I did look it up. The most expensive Breitling is a $225,000 Bentley oh, is that Breitling. It? Bentley and Breitling are they do products together so it's no wonder that after going to the Breitling they they jump in a, a Bentley, Bentley and you know <laughs> but with the watches which was probably the not the worst but the most obvious sort of sponsorship thing we've seen this year uh, you yeah. know we've seen a lot of them in years past but it 
what got me was he came out with the gloves on, like you said. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, when was the last time I was at a store where the person waiting on me had gloves? I, like, I think the only thing I can probably afford where the person waiting on me has gloves is probably Subway. <laughs> and for my watches, I'm thinking, when would anyone ever wear gloves? To- I found the watch they bought. It was a $1,200 Colt Breitling. The least expensive one they make is like under 900 bucks in there. But I'm thinking, if you can't get a five thousand dollar, why are you? <laughs> why would you even want one? Store? I would very much because I think, we, like you said, I think it was the twelve hundred dollar one. Yeah, but I'd with be, the leather strap. Yeah, but I'd be curious if they went a couple levels higher and the watches ended up being more expensive than the ring. He ends up, whoever that is, ends up picking out for Rachel. But how baller is she? I'll take two, his and hers, <laughs> yeah. right? And I don't care if it is a trade-out or whatever, if the whole thing's been planned. It's still pretty badass, you know. I'll take two, one for me and one for my little man right over here. Yeah, she started the date out by saying, sometimes I like to treat my man. So, I loved it. Yeah. I thought that was a nice you touch. Gotta take control. He loved like it, too. That. Yes. <laughs> but then she let him take control because he drove the Bentley away Yeah, in Geneva. And uh, I, I think their date is the date to beat for the episode. It was a really nice date all the way around. Yeah. They they definitely had a good one. It was much better than, you know, the Dean date. Oh, but if but. you notice, the guy, you know, they flip back to the guys at the hotel. And all of a sudden, Brian's the sweet-talking guy that's been sweet-talking ladies in Florida all these years. Yeah. Where did that come from? I mean, I know they've sort of made reference Producer. to it. But all of a sudden, they're sitting back and he's a slick talking dude yeah now he's a bad guy like all of a sudden when did that happen they did that to us last season on the bachelor too with one of the bachelorette with one of the contestants where this person uh, oh um vanessa all along she's this quiet canadian girl and then we start she's sniveling she's crying she's got issues and baggage where did this come from like down to the final. It's all floor. that pressure just starting to <laughs> starting to crack. Yeah. So uh, so Brian confessed to Rachel um, the last time he introduced a woman to his family. The relationship ended because of what well, did she say because of his mother or that's what he thought? Well, he said it was because of my mom. But was that what so he I don't thought know. or did the girlfriend say I just met your mom and uh uh-uh, uh bye bye. I don't know. I know? I feel like if it was just the ex-girlfriend saying it, then he would have said, she said it was because of my mom, you know? But he was just like, it, it was, was because, because of my, of my mom. mom. Which, wow. And it sounds like they're still close, so <laughs> it's not like the mom's just this out of the picture now. This is my fear, by the way, as a mom, that I'm going to be that mom <laughs> that my kids end up saying, okay. I, it's time to meet her. Stop. <laughs> Isn't that something we needed more information on, though? Because why was the mother involved in them breaking up? Yeah. And was the woman that he was dating just unbelievably rude to the mother? Why didn't they have really? I mean, this is because, yeah, it can get a little creepy if you're a little too attached to your mother when it comes to relationships and having her have a say. But... There's got to be more there. Well, and there's probably nothing there, and that's why they left it open-ended. Like, you're right. She probably was a nightmare ex-girlfriend who was incredibly rude to the mother, and he saw her true colors, but in an effort to make things interesting, you but say he, it was because of my mom. But with him, he kept pivoting away because when she was finally starting to get more details, not just on that, but in general about his past, he quickly turned around 
and said, oh, well, let's talk about you. Well, and we may never know. Look at what happened with Jordan Rogers and Aaron Rogers when we finally got the hometown and we're like, oh, now we're going to find out what the big family beef is. Yeah. And we never really did. Or we will find out on at hometowns. Social media. <laughs> yeah. Or social media. Right. But, or we'll find out at hometowns, like maybe the mom will be like, this is what happened. Because they kind of built this whole thing around Brian, that's kind of his only story arc. story yeah. that we have. So maybe the mother will be like, "Yeah, they broke up because of me, but this this is why he got someone else pregnant." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a plot twist! And so he, when he gets the rose, all of a sudden the the music starts swelling. You look up, and there were just these random people sitting there, ready to play their instruments. What if she sent him home? <laughs> Well, as we all know from the BuzzFeed that Katie put up on our Bachelor Podcast Facebook page, the Bu- BuzzFeed post, we all know that there's no accidents on The Bachelorette or The Bachelor. That's right. Pretty Just saying, much. That could have been like awkward 101. Yeah, play a much more somber music on the way <laughs> as out. As he walks out. <laughs> like on the Titanic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Brian uh, gets the rose. Um, you know, she wants to go and meet the family. Where's his family? It's Miami, right? Miami, yeah. that's right. Because yes. he's sweet-talking the ladies on ladies, South Beach. Man, South and she Beach. can't wait to go to Miami. Welcome to Miami. So next up is Dean. And go ahead, Katie. <laughs> well, the day card said, dress in your Sunday best. So he was all excited, and then she was like, we're going to church. And he was like... Less excited. <laughs> the <laughs> giggling started like right as she's like, we're going to church. Was that a nervous giggle? And not or? just church, but where they're speaking French. Right. And yes. neither of them speak French. Yes. So well, giggles galore. I, I mean, I had always really liked Dean until last night. I... I yeah. What was can't the giggling? It. Was it uncomfortable or lack of confidence or something? I think of it was a combination. I think it was everything. <laughs> yeah. He just did, he didn't no want to answer any serious questions. She kept giving him forget about openings, flat out telling him, "Now would be a good time to ask me some questions." Yeah. This date is a good time to ask me some questions and real questions, yeah. not do, do you, you believe, believe in the tooth fairy. <laughs> and all he did, did was kept giggling. And I kind of thought what we were talking before, like, yeah, you're pretty much a shoe, and if you get a one-on-one, but that, uh uh-oh, never mind. You would have to really fall over yourself, and it looks like he's doing nothing but falling over himself. And I don't know that he ever saved it. I mean, at the dinner portion, he finally got into his family dynamics a little about how his father is a little eccentric since his mother passed and... Um, if you watched the coming attractions, you saw a little bit of How that. How eccentric he is. Yeah, yeah. And he, he talked a little bit about that, but he was still sort of nervous giggling. And it's almost as if, like we talked about the one-on-ones, that she made up her mind and, well, I'm going to give him the, the roses no matter what because he did not do himself any favors I on that I feel like date. he's like on Big Brother. He's a pawn. If, if you guys ever watch Big Brother, you sometimes you put someone up to be eliminated even you know they're the ones going you put up against someone you want to keep they're both nominated to go home but you know the pawn's definitely going so home so he's like, the one that's not I, g- getting I feel the... he's the pawn like he's he's up there just to you know make it easier for her to choose between the last 3 basically the, <laughs> not the one to not go to fantasy suites. exactly 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 <laughs> i mean i understand why like why he was nervous because all the guys were talking about can't wait to for Rachel to meet 
you know, my family and it's going to be so much fun and they're going to love her. And then he doesn't really have, yeah, yeah. he doesn't really have that background or have that family dynamic. So he was like, I wish you could see my family when I was, you know, born to 15 years old, because that, that's when I had the best family. And now when his mother died, his family went in all different directions and don't, you know, stay in contact with them, it sounds like. So I I understand where he was coming from and how he was nervous to bring it up and how he said, I think he said he like felt ashamed at how his family dynamic is. Which is, is really sad because that's like the dynamic of so many of our families. Like a lot of our families are splintered or have had a family member pass on. And just because it was this way from one to 15, you know, now this is the way it is and it, it's not the same, but it can still be good. Or, you know what I mean? Like you have like, yeah. And I think I wanted, I was wanting him to be like, this is the way it was. And this is tragic, but I'm, but this is who I am now. And I, I I want you to see that, you know, yeah, and that's the say that that's the route that she went. Yeah. Um, she was saying, I want to see, you know, the people who made you who you are. And she was, you know, really welcoming to it and understanding that not everyone has a great family. And family isn't always blood. Right. You know? right. And so she just wanted to meet the people that were most important to him. Right. Maybe it's a best friend or a, or a distant relative or something that, you know, has helped him grow up after his mom died. But And I get him not wanting to lead with this on night two or something. But yes. you're two months in. You're on the verge of taking her to wherever it is you grew up. Or where your family lives, and she's literally telling you to tell her this is the time where you say, "Okay, yes," and it shouldn't have to be every bit pulled out of him. Like we shouldn't have had to go through the tooth fairy and the giggles and all that, and the favorite dinosaur, and the favorite dinosaur oh just goodness. to get to. I have a strained relationship with my yeah, father, which yeah, which we already kind of. New, yeah. so I don't know why it was he was having trouble bringing it up again. Like he already brought it up to her once before. It's not like it was the first time, and it was. I thought it was easier for him to do it the very first time than it was to bring it up again. Yeah, well, it was very. The whole thing with him was super. Bizarre. But it all made sense when you saw the very ending, and you saw his dad, and then you can see how maybe there is some kind of stronghold that his dad has over him. I mean, I can't walk in his shoes. I don't know. All we can see is what we see. And so it will be a it will be very in- interesting, interesting dynamic. But even if it's the worst relationship ever, and yeah. trust me, that's probably more normal than all these times we see people go back. and Super it's, happy it's, family. Right. Love, love, how kiss, kiss. And I get you don't want to talk about that because, like I said, that's not the, the top thing he probably ever wants to talk about. Nobody wants to talk but about But you're this. two months in and she's telling you, no, let, let's... This is where we talk about the serious stuff. I mean, you shouldn't have to have it written out at this point. And if you can't talk about the serious stuff when you're seriously what involved are we doing? with someone, then what are we doing here? But he still ended up to get a rose, and he's we're going to see his family situation, which is a little left of center, and that's fine. Looks very interesting. Very bright colors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm, some bright something. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he, got his, he got his rose, and then Peter... Um, gets the third one-on-one. The final one-on-one of the season. Yeah, Which completed the circle for him. How does it feel, because Peter? Because the first and the last. <laughs> that's right. That's right. If so, that's... of course, it was a helicopter ride. <laughs> <laughs> Over the Alps. Over the Alps. Yes. And then dog sledding, 
which was I saw a funny tweet and I don't remember who who tweeted it, but it said, um, looks like ABC had a leftover Groupon from Nick and Vanessa's dogs. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which I good. thought that was really funny. But um but yeah, and then they decided to just like lay in the middle of a blizzard. And together. that's the point and where I they said, Oh, this so is so warm. warm. <laughs> <laughs> what life is this? And I mean I don't think Peter did anything to take away his front runner status. No. I don't know if you saw no. anything. I mean, no, he's pretty. He's he's still up number one. And, he did the whole. I've never dated a black girl before, and that he's you know assured Rachel that he's very excited and wants to bring her home to his family. Yeah, and the family will support them. Yeah, and, and you notice they got right into that conversation yeah. without any awkward left and right turns, and it just. Speaking of they dating, just talked about it. Black girl going back to the bright, the Brightling when they're in the store. If she's with Brian, and she asked him, "Do you uh-huh. about the 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 watch strap?" Yeah, he said, "Yeah, I like." Do black. you like black? And he goes, "Yeah, I love black." She's like, "I hope so." <laughs> it was a cute. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a cute little one-liner. Anyway, uh, she back likes to, to do those one-liners. That she does because there's go nothing, back to that. I think when people are nervous or, or there's something that they don't want to make a joke about something, she's mastered that. Yeah, you know, she's which had is good, to, I guess. You know, and he was even honest about he has some reservations. Peter, or if he had reservations, yeah, Peter, yeah. Uh, that if he had reservations, he's not going to propose. And they tried to sort of frame that in a negative light, but I think a he's being honest and. You would hope that anybody that shows up isn't on that final episode isn't just going to propose for the sake of proposing. Mm. You can stay together and not get, you know, be engaged at the end of this. I mean, it's two months. No one has to say you. We have to get engaged right now. Obviously, the show would make it a bigger deal than it is. But I think that's. I don't know. I thought that was another positive for him. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think they look good together too. Yeah, they do, and I think Natural. that was the first time that we actually saw Rachel a little scared because mm-hmm. she was like, "Well, what if he's the last one and doesn't feel like it's right? Doesn't feel like he wants to propose? Then, then what? Because that's she's like that's why I'm here. Like I'm here to find a husband. Yeah, like with all the other guys, um, she kind of was more in control. You know, she bought him a watch. I'll take two. Let's go. With Peter, when he showed up, she took a flying leap year into his arms, wrapped her legs around him, and he's like, it was more. She took a less dominant um, role. She takes a less dominant role when they're together. You see that Mm -hmm. she wants him to. Well, it's just easier with that. Yeah, I mean, and it's sweet. They don't have to really force as much as as on the other dates. And uh, it it was interesting that you know, surprise, surprise, he gets the rose. She said, "Oh, I was kind of nervous that he wouldn't accept it." Like what? show have you been living the last two months are you kidding me <laughs> what dates have you been on right i mean at what point did you ever think like because he talked about well i'm not gonna propose to someone if i have doubts that I mean, yeah the not on. accepting the rose was that was a little dramatic yeah, but you but. know when you're super into someone and then you start to get insecure you could be the most secure and confident person on the planet but when you fall for someone 
a lot of times your bravado goes away and you go, oh, geez. Clearly. You know? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> right? And, but it goes back to, you had a great point before with, uh, with Nick and Vanessa because she was so confident right yeah. up until the end and then all of a sudden it's, Oh my God! What's going on here? Freak what's out. happening? And you you start thinking. That's a good point. You, you once now you're getting the nitty gritty. You start maybe overthinking things you even do. more than the whole this whole show is overthinking. But especially at the end when you only have these four or five guys that you're thinking about. Yeah. And, and now the one who specifically has been sort of the apple of your eye now. Oh wait, maybe it isn't so perfect. Yeah. What if right? it doesn't happen the Uh-oh. way that? And I sidebar. To. Am Nick I going to be Vanessa? left with Dean? Nick and Vanessa broke up. Is this true? Have we heard, have you guys heard any confirmation of that? I haven't heard confirmation. I there's rumblings. I saw that their relationship is on the rocks. Uh, oh, but remember, shocking. you you have to keep you have to stay together for X amount of months to, to keep, keep the ring. ring. So much like Ben and Lauren, right? I don't think any of us would really doubt that they're staying together long enough so that she can keep the ring and only she gets it yeah because he was the main principal and he got paid and he got yeah, paid what would he, what, he's gonna take the ring back no well, yeah, he got still, his money because he got paid yeah. and so she'll get hers but, but going back to the date with peter we saw him get emotional for the first time yes which I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the situation that they got in, but he was explaining how his um, ex-girlfriend, like, they slowly drifted apart, and they decided to break up. He left all packed and drove away and looked in the rearview mirror <laughs> and saw her crying in the doorway. Um, it was very cinematic. And, yes. And he blamed himself for abandoning her, and they were in love, but she he just couldn't give his whole heart to her and he had a lot of guilt about that and he then he started crying and got really emotional I thought this it. was going somewhere huge completely different I she, did too she, I, she well, died did you think there was a kid involved no I thought no, she died I thought she died too. I thought there was a kid involved that, the guilt I no, don't know I, I, just I thought I that he was going to see her in the rear view waving and, yeah I thought that he was going to say they he left, they broke up, and then like two days later, she died or something. Oh my god. Because that's you guys are that, more devious than I am. I didn't no, think that at all. That's the that's the vibe I got from him. He was getting so worked up and upset about it. So Yeah, I started going through then, my notes. I'm thinking, wait, did did he have a girlfriend that killed herself or that died? I'm like, what is did I forget yeah, some did we, major like, thing miss that something? happened in his life? <laughs> I really thought that they had like a kid together and he felt guilty and cause now you she won't let him see him or something. Like that was Yeah, no, totally. I I thought like I had missed something and I thought it was definitely going in the direction that of shortly after they broke up, she died. Yeah. Once it got to the oh this is so great. Thank you so but much. But we looked for it up and she's very much alive. Yeah, very much alive. <laughs> and no children. Her name's Brittany. <laughs> Instagram and all. No very children. Much. She's on the gram. You can find her. It's fine. But it just, then it was all, oh, thanks for sharing and we move on. Okay. Like, why are you getting so upset? Like, pe- people break up. Because it's that time of the show where you get upset. I know. <laughs> right. But like, are you still in love with her? Like, where are all these like emotions coming I know. from? You feel bad so for breaking know. up with her or leaving after you break up? I mean, that's sort of what happens when you break up. <laughs> you don't stay around. You leave. <laughs> yeah, unless he's still very yeah, much into her. I definitely thought it yeah. was going in a 
morbid direction. And she was fine with it, clearly. So, I mean, like I said, I didn't think he did anything wrong here. Basically, because he generally right. doesn't. Yeah, I agree. It just, it seemed like it was going to go to a way different place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so we have, we have the, P- Peter gets the rose. We got, we got our three set. Now we work our way to Adam, Eric, and Matt, who have to fight it out on a three-on-three date. and Three-on-one. Or, excuse me, yeah. And Drinking while, basketball exactly. and sports still, but So while I l- really like this idea of not having a rose ceremony at this point me and too. just having everybody sort of earn their way in, was it not super creepy seeing them take off on that boat and just have the three guys sort of huddle around her? <laughs> These I, types of dates are always awkward and uncomfortable and weird. It just, for some reason, adding the third dude made it more uncomfortable than the normal two-on-one. I don't know. But it is Condé Nast's guide to Europe on $30 a day or whatever. Like, holy cow, did they cover a lot of ground. Yeah, it's like, we're going to go to France now. Okay. Next stop, Spain. They're going to be going to Spain. I had no idea it was so easy to bounce around these countries. jump on the, uh, go across the English Channel. So I think we're going to need to start putting together, you know, the Bachelor, Bachelorette European tour or something. Can we please host that? Let's do Take it. Take a group of people. That oh, would be, be awesome. awesome. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Yeah. Let's oh do it. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Uh, Adam, Eric, and Matt fighting it out on the the uh, three-on-one date. And Matt started pouring his heart out to Rachel. And um, I guess the foreshadowing was there. Yeah. He, he was saying how this process, you know, this whole process went so fast. Process. Yeah. Process. Yeah. <laughs> Read the BuzzFeed article. Read the BuzzFeed article on our Bachelor podcast. The uh, process went fast, but because it goes so fast, you really learn a lot about yourself and another person, like being on this fast track. Um, And then Rachel started to cry. So I think right then you, or maybe when he just started talking, you just (laughs) knew. But he was crying too. Yeah, you knew that it was probably going in the other direction. Um, and Rachel was like, out of everyone, you're the, you're the one that reminds me of myself, like exactly of myself. And I think he thought that was a really good thing. And you could see him kind of like pep up a little bit. And then unfortunately it didn't chop, womp, cry into car. She made a mistake. And he took the champagne. Yes. (laughs) That was the best part of the whole thing. It was one of the more interesting exit scenes because... First of all, he got the rare kiss on the exit. Yes. And not just peck on the cheek kiss, like kiss. Two. Two of them. Yeah. And the re- yeah. So usually it's a hug, maybe a peck on the cheek. Very rarely do you see the full-on kiss. And then he said, yeah, I'm just going to take this. And he, yeah. he, he <laughs> reached he, over and took the champagne. And he, he just he kept the champagne for the ride in. Oh. I'm drinking on the way out. Are you kidding me? I thought I was I thought I was leaving here with a rose. I'm at least going to leave here with some rose. I mean, rose. if the bottle yeah, that was there, the best move. <laughs> you should have taken that one, too. But, yeah, so bye-bye to Matt. I was sad to see him go. You know, he's a Connecticut son, and mm-hmm. we're here in Connecticut. She so. just didn't want to go to Meriden. She just didn't want to go to Meriden. Google it, people. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> but Eric is next up, and... You know, we get to know him a whole lot better, and he opens up about how just straight up effing hard his life has been—not just for him, but everyone, everyone he knew. In you know, his the, family. an uncle serving just, fifty years in prison. Everyone just touched everyone in his life, and he grew up and he was growing up in a tough part of a tough city, Baltimore, and so he was kind of 
nervous about opening up to her about that because not everyone can handle it, you know? Yeah. And I think, I mean, he started he started out with telling her that she, he's never brought a girl home. And I think by just saying that, he, she was kind of like... Taken aback. Why? Like, And she even said in a confessional, like, he's 29 and he's never taken a girl home. Like, what... What's, what's up with that? Like, yeah. what's wrong with him? Like, what's what's going on? And then I think he maybe could could read that um, off of her face. And that's when he got into yeah. his whole family situation. Right. He's like, well, here's why. I'm not going to bring anyone home because not many people could handle the reality of my upbringing yeah, in my and life. He even said after, now, after he got the rose, but he, he did say, like, listen, I've never been this vulnerable when talking to someone before. And that, I think, goes back to, well, why has no one ever met his family? Because he he's never felt comfortable enough to go to that point. I mean, you can, you know, we can talk about Dean and his family issues, and but it's everybody's family is different. And I think that she finally saw, like, okay, it went from, well, why would he not take someone home? Like, oh, okay, I get it. And the fact that he went basically laid it all out for me like i think that was probably just sort of the last like okay thing she is, needed he also said need i'm i'm so used to helping other people that's you know i vowed that i would help other people and i don't want any help i don't want a handout i don't want anyone helping me get to where i'm going i want to be able to show that i can do it myself and he said so he has a hard time get you know it get taking yeah. Even if it's even if it's not even help, if it's someone just trying to be nice, you can see that he triggers back to I don't want any help, leave me alone. Yeah, he was he was defensive about that. Yeah, being very independent mm-hmm. when talking about that. Um but then I don't know if you noticed, Rachel was like, Well then who takes care of Eric? And then he like fights back and was like, Well that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> so like <laughs> I do was like sorry. Right. Like <laughs> Not so independent in that one moment, but yeah. um, and he's she's like, so you're looking for someone like to take care of you, pretty much. And he's like, not so much that, but just just to be with me and like go through life and she not that. so much, yeah, not yeah. so much taking care of him because yeah, I think just sort of having a partner it. and so that he doesn't have to right. do it all himself. I think and she was impressed with the conversation, yeah, because he's overall. always had to do it himself and. Even not just for himself, but for everyone around him and where he even could help. Because obviously there are certain people and certain things that you couldn't help with. It's just not possible. So we just saw a lot a lot of these layers that we just didn't get to see with him for so many of these weeks when he was either arguing with Lee or just not getting one-on-one, as he pointed out for a while. So now that we only have a few guys left we finally get to see we something understand and, where he's coming yeah, and from. i think she's in the same boat no pun intended like she finally got to see some things that she didn't like oh that makes sense yeah now that makes sense now and i, I mean adam had been a little squirrely on the date anyway so i mean the decision might have been been already made but i mean well adam thought he was a shoe-in I yeah think. he started out that date was like oh i i have the strongest i definitely have the strongest connection but he out just, of all the guys but he was so weird and like, why would you keep harping on the difficult word and 
Yeah, he He did that a lot. Right. But to say that you're the strongest one is Bachelor and Bachelor World speak for you're going to be cut soon. Exactly. That was my first thought, too. Like, oh, here it comes. But yeah, he it was just funny when they started talking and he was like, do you see yourself falling in love with me? And she was like, "Um, well, that's why you're still here. (laughs) It goes back to this the thing with with Peter and week one and whatever. If you're you're two week you're, you're two months in. Like, do you really need to be? That's basically was her response. It's like, bitch, please. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. This is this is this is eight weeks now, and you're really going to be asking me that? Yeah. And then another foreshadowing bachelor moment was when he was like, "I just want your decision to be easy, and I want you to go with your heart and your gut." And then she was like, "Eric, bye." <laughs> so about oh, okay. That. Bye. Between you and Eric, I'll take mm. Eric. That's really easy. You're uh, right. I should go with my heart. Bye. <laughs> bye. Um, but then we get to see some of the coming attractions. What we have to look forward to. And Eric, um, they're sitting there at a dinner, and she's got all I noticed was whatever color lipstick she had on. But anyway, he told her that he was in love with her in the coming attractions, and then. So I, you know, we have a lot to look forward to. She's walking through a vineyard in a full evening pink evening gown. You know, um, she's in Spain. They're looking at the sunset. I mean, we have yeah. a whole travelogue to get to. Quite a few um, interesting hometown dates to come. Yes, that's for sure. Yeah, Some interesting family dynamics and. So what? So they're going to finish out in Europe, and then they're going to go to the hometown. I, I don't expect they'll go home and then come back. I because mean, it looked like a proposal it, was happening in Spain. Yeah, it was. I couldn't quite follow along because it did seem like they were having dates like still in cuts. Europe, but clearly they have to go do hometowns. And I don't know if they're just going to jet do hometowns for a week and then finish back over. I don't know. Th- that doesn't make any sense. No, of course it doesn't. But. Uh, but it's the Bachelor universe. It doesn't have what to make sense. I, mean, I suppose <laughs> they could stick around before hometowns for a week. Fly back, go to hometowns, and then, I mean, the vineyard shot could be in Napa. It could be wherever. I mean, you're, could, Yeah, you're exactly they right. They could just stay in the States for a, a picturesque-type spot that you could mistake for Right, and Spain they do that all the time. They, they're known for that. So who do we have left on our fantasy teams here? All of us have at least one yep, um, person. On my team, it's Brian. On Ryan's team, it's Peter. And on your team... Dean and Eric. I have the crier. Okay. <laughs> the giggler. The pawn. <laughs> so that's who we have left. And I think we each have a strong, because I I mean, personally, I don't think, I mean, I'm kind of surprised after his meltdown that Dean even got there, but. I think it's between Brian and Peter, personally. Right. But I think yeah. I think Eric's show has come on strong. So, I mean, yeah. I think there are three really strong candidates, and then Agreed. there's Dean. There's Dean. And then there's Dean. Poor Dean. Poor Dean. He's and, doing so well. And, so, and then this week was just your no. heart breaks for him though when you see his his family. Like it just you we go whoa, okay yeah. <laughs> and I mean if I mean I think we sort of assume Peter's still the leader in the clubhouse. Oh, most definitely. If he doesn't end up the one at the end, I mean I think we can probably agree he would be the bachelor. But, oh yeah, we haven't even talked about this would, yet. Would Brian be a good bachelor? Because I know Dean I, wouldn't. I no, mean, looks Dean, wise, Brian could be the bachelor. Brian could well, be yeah. the bachelor. And who was that guy who took his shirt off on Ellen? I uh, no, 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 Alex. Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. Well, how about Eric? Maybe. 
I mean, Eric could be a good bachelor, and 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 but, so could Brian. But the th- the problem. I don't know if that would be The problem with Eric is that he's, a he's been... No, I don't even have a problem with that. Is If anything, that actually helps his case. But he's been <laughs> so true. reluctant to be that open guy that we've seen in Europe. And so when he's been on his dates and he's, yeah, let's go in the, the hot tub. Let's, you know, That's the type of guy that would be a great bachelor. But the whole rest of the series, he's been very reserved. I don't see any of them as being a great next bachelor, honestly. Well, I think no, Peter would of... be great, but I'm, you, I you mean, know, yeah. that's me assuming he's he's going to win. But Brian, like Katie says, has the looks. Wait, plot twist. Peter wins, but then it doesn't work out, and he becomes the next bachelor, a la Nick Vial. That would have to not work very quickly, <laughs> very though, because quickly. they yeah. have to turn That'd around. And... Oh, and Bachelor in Paradise, we haven't even touched on this. Corinne has called her lawyers off and said she was a victim of disinformation, misinformation, but not a sexual assault victim. DeMario's been cleared. He had declined taking part in Bachelor in Paradise, mm-hmm. but then I saw something else about he wants to make a statement about it, or I don't know. Yeah, like, I mean, I well. think the most important thing is nothing criminal happened. Right. Thankfully, there were no assaults. Everything is kosher there. They're back. They're filming. We're going to get they're the show. They're drinking in front of TV Yeah, cameras. we're going to get the show back in, in August. We're not sure exactly when yet because they're probably going to have to push it a week yeah. or two because of... Yeah, it was supposed stuff. to be the first Monday right. in August. So we'll probably be pushed a little, but we're going to get it. We might get it a little less drunk because they're apparently going to monitor drinking a little rules. bit more. Yeah. But all in all, I expect to see the same show. People make fools of themselves <laughs> in Mexico. In a legal way. In legal, in legal ways way. totally that we legal can all way. enjoy. Maybe get, we'll also get to see uh, the wedding out there. Um, Evan and, and Carly's wedding. Oh, that's right. So Love the season them. at least will have the wedding in it. Of so. all the contestants, those two. And maybe we'll get to, to, to see another couple from there. You never know. We don't have to miss a week. We're coming back next week mm-hmm. for Hometown. Can't wait for that. And then we'll find out who goes to the fantasy suites. The fantasy suites. And then who's going to put the ring on her finger. N- Neil coming Lane up quick. We'll make an appearance. Uh, we haven't seen our boy Neil in a Not bit. Yet. I know. I can't wait. <laughs> it's the best part of the show. So you can find us on social media, like always, at Bachelor Podcast across all platforms. We're on iTunes. We're on Play.it. Please like us and subscribe to us. And uh, thank you for tuning in. And, you know, send us messages on Facebook and whatnot. If you have questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. I'm Christine Lee. Katie Pilata. thank you. Thank you. Ryan Jones. I can't wait to see the final four. Maybe I can come up with something much more clever when we're down minus Dean. I doubt it. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.